This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Bastards of Boston Baseball. This is what you might call a special edition. All five hosts are on the show tonight. We are giving our season-long MLB predictions. We're going to do all six division winners. We're going to do the MVPs in both leagues, the Cy Youngs in both leagues. We're going to give our wildcard teams. And then at the very end, we will give our World Series matchups. So it's a fun show. And then at the end of the year, we'll do another show to recap these and make fun of ourselves for some of our dumbass predictions. You know, like if our Cy Young guy ended up having Tommy John in May or whatever, or one of my upset specials that I'm going to give later. Um, So, yeah, I'd ask you all how you're doing, but since we're all here and we want to try to, it's going to be a longer show, so you'll be splitting this up probably between a few commutes, but we're going to try to keep it uh, as short as possible. So, We're going to start on the American League side in the American League East. Charlie, you're batting out of the one hole. Who are you picking? It makes sense, right? You got to have the little short, speedy guy go first, right? Uh, The the pick I got for AL East, I don't think this is any surprise, any secret. Um, Toronto Blue Jays. This is a team that looks like they're just going to be blowing everybody away in the AL East. They upgraded uh in pitching last year they made a major signing with kevin gaussman that was the one guy that i really wanted to come to boston i think alec manoa is someone to keep an eye on for the future and that's just pitching uh not the not the most fun thing watching jordan romano their closer pitch i find it to be so frustrating anybody who's never seen jordan romano pitch don't it's awful it's terrible but if their entire offense can take a step up from where they were last year, uh, Vlad Guerrero is arguably the best hitter in the American League. Um, and if he plays a full season along with uh, Matt Chapman, which was an upgrade over at third base, uh, George Springer, if he can stay healthy as well. And then you have Teoscar Hernandez, who's an absolute stud. And don't forget about the the baby kids in Bo Bichette and uh, – Kevin Biggio, who hopefully can come back to fruition. This entire team is absolutely terrifying in the L East. Terrifying. Charlie picks the Blue Jays. Jason, go ahead. I'm also picking the Blue Jays. Um, this was actually a little tough for me because I really wanted to pick the Red Sox. Um, but I am picking the Blue Jays. I loved the Yusei Kikuchi signing. Um, that was a great addition to that rotation. The Matt Chapman trade was great for them. Third base as a whole. And, you know, he, he already looks like he's off to a great start. I also still think they're in the mix for Jose Ramirez with the Guardians. Um, he's been linked to them for pretty much the whole spring. And they've got the prospects to do it. 
The Guardians, I think, are going to take a big step back this year, and I think they're going to sell a lot. And I could see Jose Ramirez ending up with Toronto either by midseason or before then. Um, and that lineup is already stacked. I mean, Vladdy Jr., a lot of people would argue he should have won the MVP last year. Now, he didn't, and I think Otani was the, the rightful recipient, but Vladdy Jr., is, um, he, he's, he's, on a, he's on a mission this year because he probably feels like he got robbed too. So that lineup's got a ton of, ton of firepower. The rotation is still really good. Um, you know, the bullpen kind of failed them last year, but I don't think that a subpar or mediocre bullpen is enough to stop them from winning the division. So I've got the Blue Jays as well. Go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, that's going to be three in a row with me. Um, kind of picking the Blue Jays by default here. I don't like what the Rays did this offseason or what they didn't do this offseason. Same goes with the Yankees. I think they picked up a bunch of used parts instead of spending the money on necessary upgrades. Um, and the Red Sox, if Chris Sale wasn't hurt, I probably would end up going with them. But just with the uncertainty of travel to Canada and God knows, I mean, we only know the AL East players that can't go. We don't know the AL Central, AL West, all the other teams traveling to Toronto this year. So we don't know how much of an advantage it's going to be. It could be two or three wins at the end of the day. So I think Toronto has a lot to offer midseason for trades as well. Uh, I think they're kind of all in here. You know, they've kind of laid all their chips out this, this year and the next year. I think they're going to get be very aggressive at the deadline like they were last year trained for Barrios. Um, yeah, they, they have to go full send, and I think they're going to do it. Uh, I don't think they're going to run away from the with the division like a lot of predictions are right now. Um, I'm not that big a fan of the pitching. I do think it got a little worse with uh, Gosman versus Ray, but we'll see how it works out. Um, it's definitely a more stout division that Gosman will be facing. So, yeah, they, uh, I don't expect them to win 105-plus games, but I, I do think they're going to wrap up the division. Well, I thought if anyone was going to pick the Red Sox, it would be Andrew. So I guess we're going to make this a uh, a host sweep here. I'm also taking Toronto. Uh, my reason for taking Toronto is 100% because some of the best players in baseball can't play in Canada this year. Uh, Chris Sale and Tanner Houck on the Red Sox on the pitching side. We know that Aaron Judge can't play there. That's already nine games without some of the best players in baseball being able to play you know, in Toronto, and Andrew mentioned, not to mention whoever else they face across the league, some of the best players in baseball can't play in Toronto because of their vaccination status, and I think they're going to steal more than that. I think they might win 102, 103 games, and uh, they are going to walk away with this division. I've been saying for weeks now that the Blue Jays would win the division, and Part of it was out of my frustration of the moves the Red Sox were making. But uh, I think the Red Sox have improved. I, I don't think they're anywhere close to um, competing for the division against the Blue Jays. But look at their lineup. Their only weakness is at catcher with Danny Jansen. Everyone else in that lineup is explosive or very productive there's there's no weakness i think they have the second best 
rotation in all of Major League Baseball behind only the Mets, who, let's face it, are the Mets. So maybe you can say the Blue Jays have the best rotation. Bullpen weakness, but I just think they're they're gonna they're gonna run away with it. I think 105 is possible. I'm not gonna sit here and say it. I think they will win at least 100. And uh, also George Springer, no one's talking about him, but he's healthy in spring training, slated to play the outfield. I gotta I gotta give it to Toronto as well. So it's a sweep with the. AL East. Let's move on to the AL Central. Charlie, go ahead. Uh, this one also was quite possibly one of the easiest picks, and it was the Chicago White Sox. Uh, this team is also disgusting, and when I think of the two most high-octane teams as far as offense and pitching, Chicago is the other one that comes to mind. Um, <laughs> Lucas Giolito, Dylan Cease, Lance Lynn and a healthy Michael Kopech. Ouch. That's terrifying. And then your outfield is also insane. If Eloy and Luis Robert can both stay healthy, plus you have Jose Abreu in there with a three-headed monster, Tim Anderson's in there. If Andrew Vaughn can finally show up, I mean, he was a promising rookie last year. You, you know, you're talking about glaring holes, and really Toronto had one at catcher. Not really the case in Chicago. Yasmani Grandal is their catcher. Uh, barring any miracle changes, there are few, if any, holes on this team. Um, you know, uh, this is going to be another one that is, like, I'd be shocked if this isn't a clean sweep for, you know, five out of five again. This team's disgusting. Yeah, I'm not going to make the same mistake I made last year, and I'm not going to pick the Twins. Um, I'm sick of being let down by the Twins. I'm picking the White Sox for the division. Um, that team is so stacked. It's ridiculous. I, I love their rotation. I love that they're going to get Eloy for a whole year, hopefully. Rest in peace, although not rest in peace anymore. He's back. He's alive. He's back from the dead. So White Sox fans can be happy about that. Um I think this Andrew Vaughn kid is a real stud. He's he's going to get a lot of playing time. And their bullpen is good. Like, it, it's not just the back end of their bullpen. Like, they've got good setup guys. Like, Hendricks is going to close, but Kimbrell's still there. Garrett Crochet is a, is a beast. Aaron Bummer is a beast. Joe Kelly's there now. Like, they've got tons of firepower in that bullpen now. So, it's kind of hard to figure out where the flaw is with Chicago – if anything, their flaw might be their manager. It might be Larusa, who's still kind of just, I don't know, an old drunken boob, if you ask me. But that, but that division is such a train wreck. Like the Guardians are gonna, you know, they're in a rebuild. The Royals, who knows what you're gonna get from them? They're always rebuilding. The Tigers are hoping to take a step forward, but they're not there yet. And the Twins added Correa, but their starting rotation is still a big question mark. So. I think the White Sox are going to run away with the Central. I don't think it's even going to be close. Yeah, um, again, this is getting boring, but I'm going Chicago as well. But I don't think they can sleepwalk through this division like they've been able to do the last few years. I do like what the Tigers have done, adding Erod and Baez. The Twins seem to think they have more of a shot than I personally think they do, adding Sonny Gray, Correa, um, 
I don't get it, but we might see them selling at the deadline. The Royals also have made some decent moves. They're going to be exciting this year. Full season of Bobby Witt. That's going to be fun. And Cleveland, I think, probably is going to be, you know, bottom of the division here. But, uh, yeah, the White Sox, they got they had 93 wins last year, which I believe was third in the AL. I don't know if they get that. I think they might. I think the Central's gonna have the lowest win total. Um, I think they might be lucky to get ninety unless they really play a full strong season. Because you gotta replace Carlos Rodon. If Giolito gets banged up or Lance Lynn gets banged up, they don't have a lot of depth in the minors anymore. They don't have the deep farm system. You know, they've graduated a lot of guys, so they're gonna have to go full one sixty two. And <laughs> like Jason said, Larusa's actually gonna have to show up and actually know what's going on. And I'm not completely confident in there but with the central it's going to be good enough well i seem to be the only one who thinks so far that the central is going to be a dog fight i think the twins showed kind of their true colors when they went and paid carlos correa 35.1 million dollars a year so i think they might have it in them to to challenge the white Sox for the division i think they're going to win 85 games the twins uh, so they're not going to be a great team but I also, the White Sox are the White Sox. La Russa is 85. So I kind of think this division is a coin flip. This is going to be the most competitive division, I think, in the American League because you have a lot of teams that are going to be competing for division win, and there won't be any teams from this division in the wild card. I'm going to take the uh, the White Sox, but barely. If I have... A qualifier for an upset special. This is the division I'm taking it in. There, there's other divisions where there'll be plenty of debate uh, with with a couple of teams that could win it, but I'm taking the Detroit Tigers in this division. I love the Erod pickup. I think he's going to love playing in that park. I think he's going to love the defense behind him. I think Casey Mize is going to continue to uh, take a step forward. Uh, they also have Matt Manning, who kind of showed flashes at the end of uh, 2021. And I'm not sure what the status of uh, Willie Peralta is, but he's another guy that has middle to lower end of the rotation um, depth. So I, I like the leadership of A.J. Hinch. I don't think there's any drama. I don't think they quite have the pressure of Chicago. Uh, there is something to the Larusa mystique that that could lead to I'm not going to say Bobby Valentine type drama because they did have a decent year last year but in the playoffs they did underachieve they weren't that competitive against Houston and I just think I think the Tigers are going to quietly put together a very good season they're one of the youngest teams in the league I think Baez will be a leader I think the team will rally around him and I, I think, like Job said, it's going to be it's going to be pretty competitive, uh, more so than what we're thinking. So, if if the Tigers win seventy two, I'll gladly wear it in the recap show. But when they win seventy two, <laughs> they I they I think they were one of the better teams in the second half last year. They got off to like a five and nineteen start, and then strung together a lot of wins. It was just just was a little too late, but, but put me down for the Tigers. 
Let's go over to the American League West. This is going to be an interesting division. I think we're going to have some differing opinions here. So, Charlie, go ahead. Oh, I know we're going to have some differing opinions because last year people laughed at me. And, you know, it's always fun to get a couple of smiles. <laughs> last year, do you guys remember who I picked yes. for the AL West? Yes. Who did I pick? You picked the Anaheim Devils. Them. <laughs> I'm talking about last year, not this year. Oh, I don't know who you're picking this year. That's, That's a you... joke. Okay. I'm still picking the Angels in the AL West because <laughs> I refuse to pick the Houston bleeping Astros. I think it is really, really hard to deny this team. Thor is now playing in Los Angeles. He's no longer playing in New York. I think that they have two players that really blossomed last year. Mike Trout's going to be fully healthy. Houston took a major step back in losing Carlos Correa. I don't think Justin Verlander is going to be a real deal in Houston anyways. Stassi, if he can play a full season, is going to be interesting. I think Joe Adele is one of the most interesting players to look forward to seeing this year. Mix that in the fact that Mike Trout's fully healthy now. I'm hoping that Anthony Rendon can do what he did, which is why he got his huge contract. Shohei Otani is going to be pitching, and the Angels are not going to be suffering from uh, having to lose Shohei on a game that he's pitching. He'll still be able to hit. And I think that's one of the biggest things that helped L.A. out. Um, this is my dark horse pick, and I am so loving the fact that you guys all laughed because last year people laughed at some of my picks too. And I was not the one holding the grenade with my pants down. So this is my pick. The Angels book it. Go ahead, Jason. Oh, I'm still picking the Astros. So screw you, Charlie. Um, <laughs> I uh, no, and, and I, I don't want to pick the Astros. I hate them. I still hate them. But uh, I still think they're the best team in that division. I don't care. For all you Texas Rangers fans, I don't care that you added Corey Seager. I don't care that you added Marcus Simeon. Your rotation is still garbo. Um, it's complete garbo. And the Oakland Athletics, they're going to trade Manaya. They're going to trade Montas. So they're going to blow up that rotation too. I think they're going to just, for lack of a better word, I think they're going to tank. Um, Seattle, please give me a break. So I, I do think the Angels will be better. But I, I don't trust Syndergaard to stay healthy. Um, I kind of don't trust Otani to stay healthy. I know that's a little bit, like, cliche, but I just, I don't know. I These dual sport athletes, it's very rare that they work out. So he was great last year. Let's see if he can pull off a full season this year. But I still think the Astros have what it takes. I know they lost a lot of guys, but McCullers is still there. Verlander is going to come back. Bregman and Altuve are still there. And, you know, Jordan Alvarez is still there. They've got a good bullpen. So I like the Astros still. It, it's I do think the Angels can give them a run. Maybe even Texas can give them a run. But I still think the Astros pull it out. One thing Fair, real we quick got... about that team. Sorry, real quick. I don't trust that Houston's Houston Astros team to stay healthy. Jordan Alvarez already has health issues. Jose Altuve is getting older. Bregman's still a you-know-what. And, Altu and uh, Correa's gone. Sorry, Drew. Go for it. 
No, it's all good. We finally have something to like discuss. <laughs> yeah. To keep this going, um, I have Seattle and I have them as my second best team in the AL. Um, I think Seattle is going to probably win 95 games. They've done a lot so far this offseason getting Winker. They got Adam Frazier in a very overlooked uh, move. I think that was pre lockout. And they're going to add Julio Rodriguez. They don't even have room for um, the who was Kyle Lewis, that one rookie of the year a couple of years ago. They don't even have room for him. And I think their pitching is great. It's been coming up throughout the farm system for years now. I think they put it all together. Robbie Ray showed that he wasn't just a flash in the pan. They added him. Uh, they got plenty of bullpen pieces, and they have a lot of people to trade. I, they have a lot of people to trade if they need to. Mitch Hanniger, if they need an arm at the deadline, he's gone. You have two, you know, Julio Rodriguez and um, Kellenic. Manning your outfield now. You, no teams can bring up that sort of depth. They have Noel V. Marte waiting to come up. I love the Mariners, and like I said, I think they're going to win at least 95 games this season. Well, I didn't have them at 95 games, but I'm also picking the Mariners. Uh, I didn't think that Andrew would take them. I thought I was going to have you know all that thunder. They are easily my most improved team this offseason. I also think people overlook the fact that their team is really young. And last year, even though they didn't make the playoffs, they were in a dogfight to get in with us. We were watching games in Seattle, as Terry, Charlie, and I pointed out in the last show that we were on together. We as Red Sox fans were watching that scoreboard because they were really good and they were right in it right to the very end. Houston has six good players in their lineup. In fact, their top six is one of the deepest lineups in baseball. After that, the drop-off is enormous. I don't trust them to stay healthy, especially in their rotation. Verlander's 39. He can only do so much. Uh, give me Seattle, and I think they're going to win 92 games. This was probably the hardest division I, I thought to pick, and it, it always seems to be. I mean, even Oakland in, in the last few years was, well, maybe not last year, but leading up to it looked kind of sneaky on paper, but... Um, I'm actually going with the Houston Astros here. Boring. Well, I've picked against them previously and, and they've made me pay. And not only did they win the division, but they've gone to the ALCS five straight years. They only parlayed one of those times in, into the actual world series. Cause they've uh, dropped what two so far. Yeah. To the Braves and the uh, nationals. So in the odd-numbered years, they, they seem to make it to the World Series. The even-numbered years, they lose in the uh, in the CS. But their infield is still very good. Uh, you got Gurriel, Altuve, Bregman. Um, Jeremy Pena, I think, is, is a rookie. So I, I don't think there's a lot of high expectations there. And then you've got the ever-trusty Michael Brantley in your outfield, Kyle Tucker, Alvarez DHing, who hit over 30 bombs, a little over 100 ribbies last year. There's going to be a lot of offensive production there. I don't know what the status of, of Lance McCullers is, but they're pretty stout in the rotation behind Verlander, Framber Valdez, Luis Garcia, and I know I'm the only Jake Odorizzi guy on this crew, but I think he's a quality guy, and if he's your number five starter, that's great. So 
I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Astros again to win the division for the sixth year in a row. Seattle made a lot of good moves. If they if they win it, more power to them. All right, so the divisions are out of the way. So why don't we go into the MVP category for the American League? So go ahead, Charlie. Who's going to be the best player in the American League, position-wise? No, you're on mute, bud. There we go. Should be good now. Uh, Position-wise, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Good. Perfect. So uh, position-wise, I think Vladdy's going to run he's just going to absolutely run away with this one and it's it's not even going to be close after uh you know kind of getting mugged of it last year i think he's got a little chip on his shoulder to try to prove to everybody that he is the best hitter in the american league uh arguably better than mike trout who can't seem to stay healthy i think that he is going to absolutely run away with this we may see somebody uh we may actually see him and a teammate both hit 40 home runs. Uh, I think there's a fair shot that he could hit 50. Uh, he's that good. And if he's 100% healthy, it's definitely in the cards. So, Vladdy Guerrero for me. So, I'm going with Luis Robert, Chicago White Sox. Um, he looks awesome this spring. He, he is now hitting to all fields. Um, I think when he's at his best, he is one of the better five-tool players in the game. He's got speed. He can play defense. He's got power in him. Um, there's been some health issues, but if he stays healthy and he keeps hitting to all fields the way he is so far and he boosts up those power numbers a little bit, he's going to get everyday playing time. We know that. I think Luis Robert is due for a big time. He's due for the kind of breakout season that Vlad Guerrero Jr. had last year where everyone's going to go, oh, we knew he was good. We didn't know he was this good, though. And I think Luis Robert is going to turn a lot of heads this year. So he's my pick. It's funny. I I was torn between um, those two players, and I wanted to go um, with Luis uh, – is it Robert or Robert? I thought it was Robert. It is actually Robert. Robert. I screwed that up. Okay. It's Robert. I keep calling him Robert, and that's my bad. It oh, is good. Robert. Yeah. I was just like, oh, crap, I'm down myself. Yeah, I, I really think that he could have easily one of the best seasons we see. But I do think that Vladdy is going to get some of the votes that we see happen in the NBA. Be like, all right, that guy won it last year. It's his turn. I think it's I think it's Vladdy's turn to win MVP this season. So that's, that's the one that gets pushed me into his corner. So... There's no real wrong answer if you went Otani, him, or Vlad. Kind of a toss-up. I think it's Vlad's here. Well, I picked Luis Robert last year in this show. Uh, I might have been a year early, if Jason is correct. But uh, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to go and I'm going to pick Luis Robert again. I think... Vladdy is probably going to give him a serious run. One thing to remember for everyone out there, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is going to be facing sometimes the second and third pitchers in the rotation, not to mention some of the bullpen arms who are the B tier because they can't play in Toronto. Chris Sale can't pitch in Toronto. Tanner Houck can't pitch in Toronto. Who knows across the league which bullpen arms are going to show up as, you know, can't play in Toronto on the disabled list for the day. 
and he has to face the B arms. He's going to benefit a lot, but I do think Luis Robert is probably the only guy in the league right now who's going to give you 30 and 30, 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases. He's going to play good defense. And if the White Sox are as good as advertised, as good as some people on this show think they're going to be, it's uh, it's going to be close. And I'm going to take the guy with speed. I am going to pick somebody different. My player comes out of the American League East. And no, it will not be Alex Verdugo for the Is second year in a row. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't trust his durability as much as Jason seems to. But I'm going to go with Wanda Franco. He's probably not going to have the stolen bases that some of you guys are going to have. But he's extremely dynamic in a lot of other ways. And um, you, you can say they didn't make a ton of moves outside of Corey Kluber, but that's still a team that has a lot of energy. They're young, not a lot of pressure. So I, I think he's going to thrive. He's got his long-term extension, and he, he just needs to focus on on baseball. So uh, put me down for, for Wander Franco. Over to the Cy Youngs. I hope nobody stole mine. That's the thing about going last. I feel like I can't take credit for my own pick. So hasn't been any duplicates so far. Charlie, go ahead. Lead off. Uh, so this is going to be a little bit of a surprise. I'm kind of going a little bit reach here, but I think this is going to be someone that's going to be able to build on the incredible season that he had last year. And that's Dylan Cease. So Dylan Cease is one of the pitchers for the Chicago White Sox. Incredibly underrated in my opinion. But this is like one of the statistics that we we talk about, but we don't really associate to him. We don't think about it. His his K-9 was 12.3 last year. The guy was an absolute shark. He was a stud. And no one really talked about him at all. Like if you were facing Dylan Cease, it was, uh, all right, you're just facing Chicago. It wasn't, oh, crap, you may be facing a Lucas Giolito type. And that's what he's put himself – uh, he, he's made himself in, into that type of guy. He's in his mid-20s. I think this is going to be a huge blow-up year for him. I don't think it's too far-fetched to assume that someone like this can throw 200 strikeouts and maybe start sniffing 300 strikeout, uh, 200 innings and 300 strikeouts and maybe, just maybe, get something in the 17 to 20 win range. If he can do those three, I don't think it's going to be uh, difficult to see him as the side. My pick for AL Cy Young is Shane McClanahan. Um, I think he might be the best arm on the Rays right now. Tyler Glasnow, you don't know how healthy he's going to be. You know that the Rays always build their team around defense and helping out their pitching because their pitching is always what carries them. And I think McClanahan, they're going to lean on him a lot. He's going to have a good defense behind him. He's going to have a good team behind him. And I just think he's one of the better arms to come out of their system in a long time. He's dynamite. You know, it, like they've had a lot of, you know, promising prospects, quote unquote, guys like Brett Honey, Honeywell and guys like that. But they never had the pedigree that McClanahan has. He, he's got unreal stuff. And I do think that before the season is out, he's going to end up becoming their ace. He's going to be the guy. And I just think Tampa with that manager and that team behind him, He's going to have everything set up for him to succeed. So 
Shane McClanahan is my pick. I like that one. Um, I'm going with Shohei Otani. He barely pitched last year. They held him back first real year off of Tommy John surgery. In 130 innings, he had 156 strikeouts. He had an ERA north of 100, ERA plus north of 140. This is this is a team that needs to win soon for Mike Trout. Mike Trout's not getting any younger, and Shohei Otani hasn't signed a long term deal. They're going to have to burn him one of these seasons because I don't think he's signing a long-term deal as a pitcher. I think he'll eventually move probably to right field and be an offense only guy, maybe occasionally pitch. But I really do think that they're going to give him about 30 starts. And we saw Corbin Burns last year win the Cy Young and only throw 167 innings. I think Otani can hit 190 easy this year. And we'll be looking at North of 200 Ks. And I really think he'll, He'll get the votes. He'll be such a media darling. I really think that's a way that they're going to find a way to get him on the, uh, you know, plaque at the end of the season. I think he's getting Cy Young. Well, I'm going to start by reading a couple of the odds for some of these guys that were picked by the rest of you. Shohei Otani plus a thousand. For those of you who don't gamble, if you bet a hundred dollars, you win a thousand. Shohei Otani wins the Cy Young. Shane McClanahan, plus 2,200. So if you're looking for a value pick, listen to Jason Kelly over here. Uh, last year, I listened to Charlie Smith, who's on the top of my screen, and he made me some good money on Corbin Burns for NL Cy Young. This year, I'm not listening to any of you guys because you're all wrong. It's going to be Jose Barrios at plus 1,600 for the American League Cy Young. Everyone is talking about how good the Blue Jays are. What they're not talking about individually is the benefits of facing B-League talent. Barrios is going to go face the Red Sox, potentially without J.D. Martinez. He's going to face the Yankees probably three to four times this season without Aaron Judge. Stanton's health is so-so. We don't know if Stanton is vaccinated. There are going to be star players across the league that are going to face Barrios less than the B guy off the bench. I just think it's going to be a big, big win for the Blue Jays. So what are the odds for Dylan Cease? Is it like 3,400, 4,500? He's not even on the board, Charlie. He is (laughs) other at 3,700. I wanted to throw a hundred dollars on that just to pay my mortgage. For a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Because that what right was Corbin there, Burns last year? What was Corbin right. Burns last year? Plus eighteen hundred. Hmm. I should I should point out that DraftKings has Dylan Cease at plus twelve hundred. At least yeah, I like that. At least what I'm looking at. So he's he's up there. He's up there. I also I don't know what side I was on, but I it looked like Cease was ranked seventh or eighth on the list, wherever. But I thought you were going to steal my pick, Job. I thought Charlie was too. And he goes, I think this is a guy who's going to build on. I'm like, here we go. And then Job, you, you went to the team I was going to. I did look at, at Barrios, but I was more impressed with Alec Manoa. In, I like it. In 2021. I love it, Terry. Yeah. He, his fastball velocity isn't going to blow anyone away. You know, he tops out about 95, 96, Kind of like, a, you know, a John Lester type uh, fastball. But he did have a strikeout per nine rate over 10 last year. 
gets guys out, doesn't walk a ton of guys either. Barrios tends to walk a few more, so that kind of uh, you know sent me back over towards Manoa. And uh, Jason, I considered McClanahan as well. He was probably, I guess you could say, in my top three. His walk rate uh, tends to tick up a little bit, at least based on 2021. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if either of those guys end up winning it. I think Toronto is on to something, though. I think their pitching program, I forgot to mention this when I was picking them to win the AL East. I think they've discovered something. I think you're going to see a lot of quality arms start to emerge um, and especially out of their bullpen when, when they get a chance to work with these guys. I think Barrios is going to have the best years of his career in Toronto. And like I said, Manoa had a had a very good season. He probably would have been the second best pitcher on the Red Sox behind Nathan Avoldi. He was that good. And I, I think if he builds on it, if that strikeout rate ticks up a little bit more uh, than, than what it already is, I think he's... He's going to be a top 10 Cy Young guy and could win it on a given year. So so that's uh, that's where I'm going for Cy Young. So let's do – actually, yeah, I forgot the wild card, so why don't we get into that? Go ahead, Charlie. So absolutely, absolutely. So for my wild card teams, it's actually – one team that we talked about briefly and two teams that uh, you guys actually have uh, favorites. So AL West, we had two people go for the Astros, two people go for the Mariners. And for the reasons that you already mentioned, those are two of my three wildcard teams. The third one, and it pained me to say it, it really did, but this is a team that always figures out a way to get into the playoffs, and that's the Tampa Bay Rays. And it hurt me to do that. It really, really did. But you guys were talking about it earlier. I didn't have to go into too much detail. Seattle got boatloads better. Houston always finds a way. They've been, a, a, I believe you said it was five years in a row, Terry, and you think that this is going to be the sixth year in a row. I actually don't think they're going to get it. I think they're going to get dethroned, possibly by the Angels, but they're still going to wiggle their way in there. And the Tampa Bay Rays always seem to figure out a way, regardless of who's in their rotation and who's in their lineup. Their team always does well. When you have garbage pitchers that go to Tampa Bay, they somehow find themselves. And that is what I've got. So I've got Tampa Bay, Houston, and Seattle in that order for wildcard teams. Very good. So because I had Toronto and I had the White Sox and I had Houston winning their divisions, my three wildcard teams after that are the Red Sox, who I Obviously, I wanted them in the AL East, but I feel like they're going to come just a little bit short. My other two teams, I'm going with Seattle, and I'm going with the Rays um, because I just I I'm not a believer in the Yankees in what they've done in the offseason. I hated the Yankees offseason. I feel like they actually got worse in their offseason. I'm not yet a believer in the Angels. I want to be because I want Mike Trout to actually have a chance to win. But I just, I, I can't believe in that rotation at all. Um, Seattle, I am impressed with. Seattle did make moves. And Tampa is just always there. They're just always like, they're always going to bring up some young kid from the farm system in June who is going to light the world on fire. And Wander Franco is going to take a big step forward this year. He's going to have a whole year under his belt. Same with McClanahan. Like I said, they, you know, in my opinion, they've got the Cy Young on their staff. So 
those are my wildcard teams. And I think it's, I think the American league is going to be really interesting this year heading into the playoffs. What's your order of wildcard teams? Who do you think is going to get the one, two, and three? I think Red Sox will get the one. I think Tampa will get the two. Seattle will get the three. So I, I, I feel like Seattle will just slip in. Um, but again, they're still dangerous, even though they're the last team. Yeah, I have the Red Sox taking the first wild card. Um, I think that this offense could be pretty darn good. I know people aren't thrilled about Jackie Bradley being in the outfield, but I really don't think it matters uh, when you have Bobby Dalbeck in seventh, Trevor Story in sixth. You can afford just have a gold glove guy, you know, pretend it's a slap hit in second baseman back like back in the day. Um, then I have Tampa. I do think that they're lacking maybe some maturity and an adult in the room. Um, I don't think they should should trade Kevin Kiermaier. I think he is an important presence. Uh, I actually wouldn't have picked them in the uh, to make a wild card spot if they had moved him. And then finally, um, I have the Astros. It's just too hard to pick against them. I do worry that one of these years Altuve will break down. It just seems like he's due just stature alone. Correa is going to be missed, but that pitching, they seem to get all the (laughs) Venezuelan international talent that people overlook because they're not 15, 16 years old and they develop them and, you know, they like clockwork and other ones, you know, on the, on the mound, like game one in the ALCS. So those are my three. I think that they're probably only going to be separated by a game or two uh, amongst themselves. Well, I'm going to be the odd one out here. I'm going to take one team from each division because I think that the Rays are going to make it. I unfortunately don't think the Red Sox make it. I'm going to take the Twins. And I'm going to take the Angels over Houston. This is my upset right here. It's going to be the wild card round. I think the Angels might go all in at the deadline to try to get Mike Trout a playoff berth. Jason kind of already talked about it. The Angels are on a ticking clock with uh, with Shohair. Maybe it was Andrew that talked about it. He's going to get a lot of starts. They're going to work him. Rendon is due for a bounce back because he's an MVP candidate from a couple of years ago. And... Their offense is great with Walsh at first base. They're a great team. They just don't have any pitching. And if you're right there in the hunt, you can go get pitching at the deadline. One of the teams that's going to be moving pitching, the Oakland Athletics, is in the division. I don't think they'll get one of those. But uh, there's going to be teams like the Pirates, the Cardinals, others that are going to be moving pitching. There will be guys available for them to go pick up. I'm going to take the Angels. Well, I have to put the Mariners in there. I mean, that was, in my opinion, the toughest division to pick. I went with the Astros to win it. So, of course, I'm going to put the Mariners in the playoffs in the wild card round. I'm also going to put the White Sox in there, despite the fact I think Detroit is going to be a little sneaky. I still think uh, the White Sox win probably about 90. And then I am going to put as my final team in the wild card round the Tampa Bay Rays. So like Job, I do not have the Red Sox or the Yankees making the playoffs in, uh, in 2022. So I hope I'm wrong. Cause we're going to, we might get a hundred thousand downloads in October. If the Red Sox get in, I'm rooting for it. Believe me, I am. But being the neutral 
podcaster. I just, I've got a lot of concerns about the Red Sox, uh, the rotation. I'm just not sold. Bullpen, we don't know what that bullpen is. Not a lot of depth at first base if Bobby ends up being a strikeout machine again. And I don't think we adequately address the outfield good enough. So I, uh, I, I can't put them above the Rays, White Sox, or Mariners. So go ahead, Charlie. So just confirming, your order of one, two, three, you got Mariners, White Sox, Rays. That's it. Yep. We have a couple people that didn't have the Yankees or Red Sox. This is going to be a fun year. I was going to point that sure. out, Charlie. So that's why I had my hand up ready to go. Last yep. year on this show, I think I was the only one to not pick the Yankees to make the playoffs. I understand you did have the Yankees in there. Did I? Let, it might have been a last wild card because the Yankees were an overall favorite last year on this show. Clearly, we don't know anything. So hopefully Terry and I are wrong. Jason is right, and they're going to go win a lot of games. <laughs> yep. I hope so. I, I really do. But I also didn't have the Yankees making it last year. I don't know what I don't know what seed they ended up being, but they were completely out of gas when they stumbled in. So, all right. I guess that concludes the American League side of it. Make an excellent time, by the way. We're on pace for a 90-minute show. I was thinking around two hours, so we'll see See if we can Question. storm through. Yes. Do you want to also do AL pennant team, or do you want to do that for the last part? That'll be the very last part. Yeah, we'll make cool. our World Series picks. Yeah, all right. Well, Charlie, go ahead. Uh, give us – I think I know where you're going with it, but give us your National League East pick. New York, New York. I I just can't bet against them. I can't do it. Max Scherzer is insane. He's going to be pitching in New York. Jacob Degrom, if he's healthy, that that's insane. You have two Cy Young pitchers there. We haven't even talked about Chris Bassett. Pete Alonso is arguably one of the most fun players to watch. Who has possibly the coolest nickname? Um, your closer is insane. You have a good catcher. Robinson Cano isn't even talked about. They upgraded a couple of positions last year, made some huge additions this year, getting Eduardo Escobar. They got Starling Marte, uh, Mark. Uh, I'm not sure if it's Kanya or Kana. Um, I'm not sure how to say his name, but he also got added on. This team is just, it's, it's too good. It's too darn good. Yeah, to follow up from Charlie, meet the Mets. The Mets are your National League East champions. Um, I Screw the Braves. I think the Braves screwed the pooch, letting go of Freddie Freeman. I think that's going to be like a, a sort of a chemistry killer. I know that's an intangible thing. I know that fans don't like to hear that because, oh, it doesn't matter. It's just business. No, that's going to matter. It's it's going to matter. Um and the Mets just, I love the additions they made. Like Charlie mentioned, Eduardo Escobar, Mark Kanya, Starling Marte. Like, those are great additions. They're, they're not big names, but they're going to help so much. And I think Francisco Lindor, another year, you know, getting more comfortable in that offense, getting more comfortable playing in New York, he's going to take off this year. He's going to finally prove that, like, the, the deal that they made was worth it. That rotation is stacked. Now, that rotation also, again, DeGrom's health, Scherzer is getting up there. You know, 
Those questions remain. I'm not sold on the bullpen. Edwin Diaz is still listed as their closer. Like, ugh, yikes. But I I also believe that they can figure that out. That's that's a deadline move. You know, if the, if the Mets are still in it and Edwin Diaz is still crapping his pants on the mounds, then you make a move at the deadline. You get a more reliable closer. Um, I think they're far and away still the best team in the East. So, yeah, it's the Mets. For me, um, I think the Mets are going to be a lot better than they were last year, you know, just with their chemistry and all. But I'm picking the Braves. I know Freeman's gone, but I like Matt Olson better as a player personally. Um, They didn't give up any talent that would have helped them this year. They're adding Ronald Acuna to to a team that was already great. So if you're adding, you know, a potential, you know, year-in, year-out MVP candidate – not a lot of teams can do that. And on a more controversial note, they're also adding Marcelo Zuna back. That's a huge cog. Uh, hate him or whatever. It clearly deserves the hate. That's a that, that's a 3100 guy that you just plop it into the DH roll or left field. I I just don't think any team has the sort of offense that the Braves have. I know everyone talks about the Dodgers, but to me, they have a lot more question marks offensively than the Braves do. And that bullpen, adding Kenley Jansen wasn't even necessary. Colin McHugh, Will Smith, um, Tyler Matzik, and A.J. Minter, I think they're poised for a shot at repeating, which we haven't seen since the Yankees did it back in, what, 99, 2000? I think it's going to be a pretty good year for, for Atlanta. Well, uh, all of you guys make great cases. In fact, you just changed my mind because I was going to go with the Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> I was going to just predict some Dombrowski magic there, like an all-in signing. Uh, but both of you make great cases, both uh, Charlie and Andrew. And Jason threw one thing out there I want to point out. Yeah, we don't know about DeGrom's health. But he did say before the season that he plans on opting out, which means he's going to sign a monster contract. People forget that he came into the league a little bit older. He doesn't have, you know, quote-unquote, Hall of Fame numbers. At this point in his career, I know Jason would vote for him based on his uh, pure dominance of the era, but I really think this is the season that he pitches all 30 starts. He has an under two ERA runs away with it. And I still don't think they win. I think the Braves win the division. Well, this uh, is an interesting division. I also will go with the Atlanta Braves. They've won the division at least three or four years in a row now. They finally won the World Series last year in a year that it looked like they might not even make the playoffs if you were looking at August 1st and then made some sneaky under-the-radar moves. They didn't have Acuna. They didn't have uh, Soroka. Both of those players will be back at some point this year. Uh, I couldn't get uh, the most recent status for Soroka, but um, he is expected to be back, and Acuna should be back by May. So I think with the having him for a full season, having Matt Olson, who is close enough to, to a guy like Freddie Freeman in, in terms of impact, I think they're going to do what they do, win the division. They know how to win. So I can't 
I can't pick against them, although the Mets are intriguing. So put me down for Atlanta. Charlie, go ahead. I think I know where you're going again with the NL Central. Yeah, it's it's not fun when you're roommates. You talk to your roommates every day. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. We don't live together. Um, I was really high on this team last year, and this was, I believe, the I was the only one to pick them. Um, Zach might have also picked them as well. Uh, I'm picking them again. I'm going to go Brew Crew one more year in a row. Uh, I think this team is disgusting. Um, you know, I, I use that term a lot. Uh, this team has my favorite pitcher in baseball, uh, Corbin Burns. I remember people were like, what? When I picked him as my NL Cy Young guy, I think that Devin Williams is also going to have a bounce back year because two years ago, the guy was an absolute stud. Um, but you pair Devin Williams with Josh Hader, uh, Boxberger is going to be in Milwaukee as well. Um, I also think that you're going to get a, a bounce back from Yelich this year. And our old Hunter Renfro is playing there as well. So uh, former you know, Red Sox banger Rowdy Telez is there. That's not going to be fun facing Milwaukee. Um, and I like Luis Urias as well. You know, kind of slow um, out of the gates. Only been in the league a couple of years. But I think that he could also see an uptick in performance. I I find it really difficult to find a team that could beat Milwaukee just based on talent and 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 power. Yep, two for two. I am going with the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, I for everything that Charlie mentioned, their rotation is disgusting. I mean, it's Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, Hauser, like that's a nasty you know one through four their bullpen at the end is disgusting with Hader and devin williams boxberger guys like that um and their offense is guaranteed to be better because they got rid of jackie bradley jr so obviously they're gonna score more runs we all know this they added hunter renfro they got rid of jackie bradley jr so their offense is bound to be better and the, the ultimate point of it, too, is the NL Central is a pile of dog crap. It is just the, the Pirates stink, the Reds stink, the Cubs stink, the, the Cardinals kind of low-key stink, too. It's the Brewers' division. It's theirs to win. Honestly, if the Brewers don't win the division, it's one of the bigger failures in Major League Baseball this year. They, they should win it going away. This should be the easiest lockup for any division in baseball this year. So give it to the Brewers. Uh, I am completely zagging on that. I, I think Milwaukee's offense sucks. I, I think it's terrible. I think Kristen Yelich is still pounding ground balls just right into the dirt. I think Hunter Renfro had a couple good stretches, and I was as big of an advocate as anyone with Renfro, but – we saw him struggle against better teams, and I think the Red Sox sold high. Um, Willie Domus had an MVP-type season after he left uh, Tampa. Uh, he clearly hated the trop, had to wear special glasses while he was playing there. Um, Lorenzo Cain's older than dirt, apparently. I mean, I had no idea that he's 36. It blew my mind when I was looking at that the other week. I just don't see it for them if, you know, this could be like one of those Mets things when DeGrom – would have to literally like knock in the base runners himself. And unfortunately the pitchers can't hit anymore. So I just don't see it happen for Milwaukee. I am going with St. Louis. I think that their offense is pretty stacked. Jack Flaherty's injury in the rotation 
concerns me, but I think Miles Mikolas can um, he can pick pick up some of the uh, you know, slack there. They're going to be adding some talent. Nolan Gorman can absolutely bang him with the best. Matthew Libertor, you know, I'm glad that the Rays traded him for Randy or Rosarino when they did. Uh, I think he's got some of the best left-handed stuff that's going to be coming up um, into the majors this year. I just like the Cardinals a lot more. Um, Arenado said he was sick of striking out. He changed his swing and worked on a lot of things this offseason. I think we're going to see pretty good production out of the corners there. Uh, Pujols coming back might give him some sort of juice, although I'm not too much, you know, I'm not sure how much he's got left in the tank there. I just, I just don't trust the other offenses in this division to keep up with the, what I think St. Louis can do at full power. Well, I can see Charlie laughing. See Jason's skepticism. I'm pissed at you, Andrew. I'm really upset. You stole my thunder. I'm taking the St. Louis Cardinals too. Two reasons. One, I think their rotation is the most underrated in baseball, if not one of. They have some serious talent at the AAA level. And and two, not only is Pujols back in St. Louis, but Yadi Molina, who has a lot left in the tank, is one of the greatest catchers we've ever seen, is walking away after this season. They really put the band together for – what is the last dance for those of you who are NBA fans? They're going to go all in on this season. I would not be surprised to see them deal some serious AAA talent uh, in order to bring in big pieces for the major league roster at midseason. I think they have a serious shot to win this division. I think they're going to win 92 games and division is going to be tight, but because of, the rest of the division being super weak. I mean, you have 25 easy wins between the Pirates and the Reds. I'm taking St. Louis. Once I saw Jack Flaherty's injury status and, and the fact that he hasn't really thrown since the beginning of spring training, I'm out on the Cardinals. They they they've had some sneaky second halves to get in and, and either get in via the wild card of the division, but I just don't see it for them this year. I mean, I think I might even like the Cubs better than the the Cardinals, but I'm going with the Brewers, like Jason and Charlie. Yeah, their their offense is a little bit older, but they have the third best rotation in Major League Baseball. Uh, Josh Hader, Devin Williams, and uh, I'm, the third guy already slipped my mind. They, they've got three. They've got three, you know, late inning relievers in, in the back of their bullpen. So I, I think their pitching is gonna is gonna feast on that division, which, uh, like Jason said, is the the weakest in Major League Baseball. So I think the Brewers get it done this year. I'm never going to trust them to go deep in the playoffs because Hater, just absolute choke artist. If he would have closed the show, 2019 wildcard game, the um, you know the Nationals don't don't go all the way. They're one and done. So over to the National League West. This could be a fun division. So we'll we'll see how uh, how this fares. But Charlie, go ahead. So this was probably the hardest one for me. Um, I really like what Colorado did um, by 
literally just buying one player. I, I love what everybody in that division did because four teams attempted really, really hard to be as relevant as one team that is still going to spank every other team in the NL West. Um, I like Chris Bryant. I really do. I'm happy he got paid. I'm happy he's going to Colorado. He'll enjoy himself for a couple of years. Unfortunately, as long as the Dodgers are in that division, no other team is going to win the division. The Dodgers are so OP, it's not even funny. The rotation, even without Trevor Bauer in it, still doesn't look that bad. Bauer in there makes it look nasty. Uh, The addition of Freddie Freeman, the re-signing of Chris Taylor to an extension, Trey Turner is back again. Mookie Betts is definitely bound to have a bounce-back year, uh, and everybody already knows what Max Muncy can do. Uh, for me, this is just Dodgers country all day, every day. I'm going to buck from that. I'm going with the Giants. Um, I the, the Dodgers, everyone considers them loaded because they added Freddie Freeman, and sure, that was a great addition. Um, but the Dodgers are kind of quickly getting older and it, it not like too old, not like, you know, brewers old, but Mookie Betts, I don't think is due for a bounce back. I think he's due for exactly what he's been doing. I think he's just going to continue kind of, you know, hitting 280, a little bit of power, you know, a couple of flashes here and there, but I still think he's on the McCutcheon track. Um, they brought back old ass Clayton Kershaw. They're 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 operating like the Yankees a little bit. It's like instead of letting Kershaw walk, which they should have, they brought his old ass back. Um, I I think he's kind of washed. Walker Bueller is the best pitcher in their rotation. He's great, but I kind of like what the Giants have have done. You know, like I I, I like the Carlos Rodon addition. Um, you know, the Buster Posey retiring, it was about time. Joey Bart is going to make his his way up. He's he's the next big thing there. Um, Yastrzemski is still there. He's a good hitter. I just feel like the Giants have a way of figuring it out. You know, it, it on paper, they don't always have the best roster, but they have a way of figuring it out. They'll make a move at the deadline. I think this whole Dodgers thing is about to just kind of take a little bit of a backslide. I'm not saying they're going to completely collapse, but it's going to take a little bit of a backslide. I'm not picking them to win the division. I think the Giants are going to usurp them. They're going to win the division this year. Yeah, I gave a well, I went back and forth with the Giants and the Dodgers a lot. Um, the Giants offense just scares me. I don't know if they're going to have enough. Longoria is now out for six weeks and, Anytime you're counting on Evan Longoria, that's not great. Um, I had to go with the Dodgers, just, and it's not because of their offense. Everyone says the best offense in history. I don't, I don't even know if it's the best in, you know, best top two in the in the league this year. I think Bellinger, what he's doing right now is horrifying. I mean, was that 14 straight strikeouts? Um, who knows with Mookie? I. Gavin Lux is going to have to save them by, you know, being the ultimate super utility guy. But I do think their pitching is enough. And I do think that the farm system is still good enough to get them, you know, whatever piece they might be missing um, early in the season. Dustin May coming back will be a big part. Uh, Kershaw, let him be the three. Uh, You know, I I love Walker Bueller. I think every single Vandy pitcher is a perennial Cy Young guy. Um, I just think that the Dodgers are 
like Jason said, are getting old, but I think they have one last run in them. Well, I really was about to pick the Dodgers until everybody else picked the Dodgers. And because I have to be better than all of you, uh, I'm going to take the same team I took last year. I'm going to take the San Diego Padres. No one, no one's taken the Padres yet. I'm, I'm still all in on Mackenzie Gore. I think the Padres have some great pitching depth at the AAA level that they can bring up to start. I think Blake Snell is due for one of those bounce-back seasons that Mookie Betts is not due for, as Jason mentioned. And frankly, I just think the rest of the division actually got worse. When you look at the Dodgers, they lost Max Scherzer and they added Freddie Freeman. Their offense was not the problem last year. Their, their problem was pitching depth. Their guys get hurt. It's Something is in the water in Los Angeles where pitchers can't stay healthy. We've seen it over the last couple of seasons. And I am the guy who picked Dustin May for Rookie of the Year two years ago. I think that, unfortunately, the, the Dodgers are, or maybe fortunately for MLB fans, the Dodgers are over the hump. I think this is a very competitive division. And I'm going to take the Padres. They have the better pitching, in my opinion. I am going to agree with Job. I'm also taking the Padres. Before I get into why, let me just say this about the Dodgers. Their rotation for a payroll that's like $280 million, I think they're right behind the Mets right now. It's, it's upper 200s, let's put it that way. For a payroll like that, you you would think their their one two three would be better than uh, Bueller, Urias, and Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw is eight years younger than Rich Hill, but I think both players have the same expectations for this year. Both fan bases are hoping that their respective pitcher will give them 150 innings, stay healthy, and that's where that's where they're at right now. That's where. <laughs> Clayton Kershaw is at. So by all accounts, he is having a decent spring, looks healthy, but he's got back issues. I think he might have had a, an elbow issue last year, so not, not a lot of trust there. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Padres. Here's why. Two reasons. I'm a big leadership guy. I, I think the manager is important in terms of leadership um, quality. They're going to have Bob Melvin. Very well-respected manager. The Yankees tried to hire him before they went with uh, Aaron Boone. They Either Oakland wouldn't allow it or, or Melvin just preferred to stay out there. So he's going he's gonna to be in the dugout. I don't think we're going to see Machado and Tatis playing grab ass like they were last year, getting in each other's faces. So I, I kind of like that aspect. But what I like the most, I think their most important move of this offseason wasn't even, wasn't even a player. It was hiring a coach, Ruben Nibla. Pitching coach? Yes. Not a sexy name. None of us have probably heard, heard of him. I hadn't until yesterday. He comes from Cleveland, which, as you guys know. There we go. Jason's laughing. We knew there was going to be a Guardians section somewhere. Yeah, and he's apparently given the most credit for kind of the the rise of Shane Bieber, Corey Kluber, Mike Clevenger. 
they've been a pitching factory. They've turned out a lot of good starting pitchers. Zach Plesak could have a, a really good year this year. And I just, I think they're starting to focus on pitching because that's the one problem the Padres have had. Their pitching has underachieved. So they're going to have Darvish, Snell, Clevenger, Joe Musgrove. Um, I'm not sure who the number five ends up being in there. Maybe probably Chris Paddock, actually, who has been part of that underachievement. Mackenzie but, Gore. And Mackenzie just, Gore. Just jo- Job's Mackenzie guy. Gore. Job's guy. Mackenzie Gore. So they, they've got the depth uh, in the rotation. I think bringing in Larry Rothschild last year was a terrible move on their part because the Yankees were never that great under him. They've had rotation problems basically for the past decade. So I I think their talent is finally going to gel this year under Melvin and uh, a better pitching coach and not sold on the giants. I I don't think they're going to win 107 again. And um, it it just depends with the, with the Dodgers looking at that, that whole, even the bullpen. I mean, the Dodgers bullpen doesn't impress me. Like if I woke up from a coma and saw that rotation, that bullpen, the first question I'd ask is, did Andrew Friedman get fired or something? Did they bring Cashman into LA? So I'm just, I'm not sold on the Dodgers as far as the division goes. You know, last year at this time, everybody picked the Dodgers but me. I want to just refresh everyone's memory. Right. I learned my lesson. And... uh <laughs> So let's get over to the uh, MVP. So, Charlie, go ahead. Who's your National League MVP for 2022? My uh, National League MVP for this year is um, Andrew's favorite person in the world, Um, and that's Juan Soto. Uh, I don't think it's deniable in any way, shape, or form. I find this to be similar to like how we were last year when we all picked Dodgers. It took us a whole two and a half seconds for all five of us to get our votes in. Um, Juan Soto missed a significant portion of last year and still managed to walk. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I think it was like 135 walks or 145 walks, which was insane. He was walking like two or three times a game. It was insane. Literally mental. No one wanted to pitch to him. He is the new non-steroided version of Barry Bonds. He's been reincarnated with his little shuffle at the dish and all this madness. Kid is young. You're looking at the first potential $500 million baseball player. If he doesn't win it next year, he'll win it the year after that. But this one for me, easy money, Juan Soto. Okay. This one might be a little bit off the board, but I'm going with Austin Riley with the Atlanta Braves. Um, I think this kid is poised to become the face of the Braves now that Freeman has left. I know Acuna is coming back, and it could be Acuna. Acuna is a really good player. I picked him last year to an MVP, and then eh, he broke his leg like a month into the season, so that worked out well. But uh, I... Austin Riley, I think, has all the tools to be potentially as good, if not better, than Nolan Arenado at his best. He has power. He has speed. He plays defense. 
at third base. And I think he's going to become an anchor of that Atlanta Braves lineup. I think, you know, playing in the NL East, he's going to be going up against, you know, Miami pitchers and uh, Phillies pitchers that are going to be tough, but it's going to help him a lot. The National League, I don't think, is that strong pitching-wise across the board. So I think that will help him. And the, the guy hit 33 home runs last year. And I think he could take a jump this year and hit even more. So Austin Riley is my pick for NL MVP. So here's another one I was torn with, and I was actually torn between my least favorite player and my favorite player. I'll tell you who my runner-up was. That was Manny Machado. I think he's going to go off this year. He's super consistent. I really do think that he might he might take it. But I went with Juan Soto just because he actually has protection in the lineup this year. He's not going to walk 145 times, 150 times. He won't. That might be cutting, you know, by a third. But his home runs will go up. His base hits will go up. Everything else is going to go up. And he's going to hit 320, 330. Nelson Cruz and Josh Bell give this lineup so much more, you know, respect and legitimacy. I just don't see him not coming back like a bat out of hell. I mean, he's not at his peak. He's not even near his peak right now. What is he, 22, 23? 23. He's a year younger than me. It's absurd. I, his he's playing, you know, not for a contract, but by all you know, for all means, a contract. The contract. He's gonna get exactly. He's got everything ahead of him, and no one can get him out. He's got the best eye. He's not a great fielder, which might knock him a little bit. But I love Juan Soto, and I I think he got robbed last year. I don't think Bryce Harper was. And shoulders better to get more protection in the lineup. Give me Juan Soto. Well, this one's going to be boring because I'm also taking Juan Soto here in the local market. People are sleeping on the Nationals. I think they're going to be sneaky good. They're not going to win the division. They're not going to come close. In fact, they're probably fourth in division. It's still going to be a great team to watch. They have a lot of young names. And then you add, like Andrew said, I mean, you're adding Nelson Cruz, who at 43 is still a 30 home run, 260 hitter, who's slotting into a National League team for the first time. Nationals Park is small. I I think Juan Soto is going to hit 310, 28 home runs, but 140 RBIs. I'm going with a different player. I feel like this is a crapshoot a lot of the time, but the guy I'm picking plays for the Dodgers. He's in a contract year. Oh, come on, Terry. Boring. He hit nearly 30 home runs last year. Led the league in stolen bases, which is the second time he's led the league in stolen bases. I'm going with Trey Turner. I just think he's a very dynamic player. He's going to have a lot of guys around him. I think he's going to, they're going to contribute to his success. He's going to contribute to theirs. I'm guessing he's going to be hitting probably second in that order. Uh, Just guessing. I'm, I'm assuming Mookie will keep the lead off spot, but, but I just think he's going to have a good year and he's going to make the most of it because he wants to get paid. 
So put me down for Trey Turner. Let's get over to the Cy Youngs, Charlie. I two in uh, a row? did not deviate. <laughs> I'm doing it two in a row. I'm going Corbin Burns again. I am in love with this guy. The way that Andrew feels about Juan Soto, I feel like or more for Corbin Burns. I was all about this man last year. Uh, haven't gotten him to retweet one of my tweets yet, but that's the goal for 2022. I think he's going to be able to build on what he did last season. Guy was an absolute stud. Came out of the gates having not walked, or I believe it was had 52 or 53 straight strikeouts without walking one batter. Last year was absolutely ridiculous. 28 games, 34 total walks. He walked just over one per start. It was insane. He had a 2.43 ERA, did not even pitch the full season, had a ridiculous K-9, 12-6. To me, it's easy money. Again, uh, Corbin Burns, I think he's he's one of the best pitchers in all of baseball, and uh, that's my guy. I'm going to deviate. I wanted to pick Walker Bueller for a second year in a row. I really wanted to. But he let me down last year, and I'm just not a big believer in the Dodgers. So I'm going to go with a guy on a team that I'm a little bit more of a believer in. I'm going with Aaron Nola, Philadelphia Phillies. I, I've always loved Aaron Nola's stuff. I think he is dynamite. I think he's got a better team behind him now. Um, and I just think that division, you know, it's it's going to be a little bit of a tough division, but Aaron Nola's always had good stuff. It's all about just can he put it together consistently. I think at this point in his career, this is the year that he either makes the Cy Young year or he just stays where he is, and he wants to make that Cy Young year. And I think Philly's going to take a big step forward because of him. So I'm going with Aaron Nola. Unfortunately, Aaron Nola is going to quit halfway through the year because he's pitching with – Kyle Schwarber, Cassianos, and Harper behind him, and he's just going to have a mental breakdown like Dave Chappelle did in the early 2000s. Um, now, I'm actually going with the guy you picked last year. I think Walker Buehler is going to have a monster year. I think he actually deserved more credit last year. Um, he actually pitched a full season. I think, you know, DeGrom and Corbin Burns might have thrown like 160 and 140 innings each. Uh, I didn't think you know, that should be considered for for Cy Young Awards. That's, I mean, I'm pretty sure that we've seen some long relievers go that many innings. So I think Walker Buehler has everything going. His stuff is filthy. He's an absolute workhorse. I love him. I think he's, I think he's one of the best young pitchers in the league, and I think this is the year he puts it all together. Well, I've been talking on mute for a minute here. Jason stole all my thunder. I think Aaron Nola is the Cy Young. I don't think it's that close. Two reasons. <laughs> really? One, yeah, no, I don't think okay. it's that okay. close. All right. Here's the reasoning. One, I think he's going to lead the league in strikeouts. I also think voters going to give him serious credit for how bad that defense is. He's going to have a sub-2-5 ERA with the worst defense in baseball and they're probably not going to finish top of the division. We already talked about it. I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs necessarily. 
But Aaron Nola is, I think, far and away going to be the most improved pitcher this season. And he's facing great competition in the NL East. In 2019, I, I picked Walker Bueller to be the Cy Young. In 2020, I picked Aaron Nola to win the Cy Young. And then I picked Bueller again in 2021. So, and Bueller did finish fourth. So that's the that's the closest he's come. He's had a good year. I wouldn't be surprised if he finally does win it. Uh, I'm surprised with Nola this time around from you guys because the the problem the Phillies have is their pitching program has been trashed. I know Wheeler had a good year last year, but but as far as the team underachieving, it's always the rotation in the bullpen, and I, I don't know that they've really addressed that. You know, as far as organ organizationally or or, or whatever. And, and I'm always trying to put the Phillies in the playoffs, too. And spoiler alert, they're not going to be my uh, one of my three wild cards. But I'm kind of going on a whim. And this guy had a breakout year last year um, in the season and in the playoffs. Pitches in one of the most pitcher-friendly parks, so I think that'll help him. I think Logan Webb is going to take another – step forward and have a, a pretty solid year. He's going to need to to have a, an uptick in strikeouts and, and probably walk a few less uh, batters. But uh, his his pitching lines across uh, 2021, very respectable. And um, for everyone that likes the Giants, I, I think he's going to be a big part of that this year. So that's who I'll take for Cy Young. Uh, and now let's get into our wild cards. Charlie, go ahead. So for the three wild card teams that I had, um, I know that you guys are super pumped about the Braves. Uh, Jason and I are aligned with the Mets. Uh, the first team that I had listed here were the Braves because it was going to be really, really close between those two. Um, and for me, that was pretty straightforward. Um, I have the, uh, Padres and Giants as my other two. Uh, so no one coming from the central and it's just, it's so it's going to be super close between the Mets and the Braves, but I think the Mets will outlast the Braves in the end. The Braves will still get to the dance. They just won't be the, the premier team there. And then the Padres and the Giants are, are also going to be two teams that really loaded up this year um, and, or will have impressive talent. Uh, for the longevity of the season, once the Padres have Fernando Tatis back, you have the best shortstop in baseball uh, mashing for you. If he can just not make any more silly mistakes, that's going to be a done deal. So um, Braves, I'm, I have them in there for the reasons that you guys had mentioned before. The Giants are in there for the reasons you mentioned before. And the Padres are in there. So Braves, Padres, Giants in that order. <laughs> My wildcard teams in order are the Braves, number one. Um, still think they're a really good team, even though I didn't pick them to win the division, but they're still going to be in there. Uh, Dodgers, number two, because the Dodgers will always stick around. They'll make a deadline move and, you know, they'll improve. And number three, the Philadelphia Phillies. So screw the Padres, screw the Cardinals. They're out. I'm not believers in them. I know Philadelphia's defense might be nightmarish at times, but that team's going to score a lot of runs. I, I believe in that rotation, 
And I do believe that they will make some moves midseason to bolster that bullpen, maybe even bolster their defense, and they're going to be better than a lot of people think. So Braves, Dodgers, Phillies. I'm going to go with my first team out of the wild card, and that's the Padres. I think that they are going to have a very disappointing year. I don't think they have the offense. You have Jerks and Profar as your starting left fielder. Uh, Will Myers is starting right fielder, and Trent Grisham starting in center. They get a Suzuki. They've tried to get a lot of other players this offseason because they didn't have the confidence, and their biggest acquisition on offense was Luke Voigt. That's uh, pretty concerning for a team with the payroll that they have. And I'm not that big of a believer in their pitching. Clevenger has looked very, very bad. Um, He's tried to incorporate some things this spring. I know he's coming back from injury, so it might not be too fair to judge him. But he's been not good. He's getting lit up. I do like Mackenzie Gore, but I think he might – end up being their one um if there's any sort of health issues with snell or darvish uh so to get to the teams that are in i got the mets um i think they're really good i think their pitching it will get them to the postseason i don't know how far it'll get them into the postseason with scherzer we saw him break down near the end last year um they paid a very hefty fee for him to break down um when they need him the most. I have Milwaukee. Uh, I think their pitching is great. Again, offense scares the hell out of me. And San Francisco use the same notes I just used for the Brewers. Pitching's great. Offense, not that good. Uh, Chris Bryant left, and they didn't really replace him. Uh, Buster Posey left. I That's a huge, huge loss. His retirement, it... it you can't put the, his leadership skills, you know, on paper, you know, when you're judging stats or anything, it's just an intangible that year in and year out, you had him holding down that team and Joey Bart has a large hole to fill, but I do think that they'll be good enough the regular season. So yeah, uh, in order, I guess I would probably go uh, Giants is the one Milwaukee is the two Mets is the three. That's the second time I'm talking on mute. I'm going to go with the Mets. I really didn't want to take the Mets, but I'm taking the Mets. I'm taking the Dodgers as my second wild card. I think they barely sneak in, and I'm taking the Brewers. This is going to be a very competitive National League. I think the Brewers do have the pitching to get in. I really wanted to take the Phillies. I I really did, but I just can't. Well, like I said, I, I officially quit on the Phillies because um, I'm always – I tried to give them the division a, a couple of times in recent years or, or maybe once and then a wild card the other time. But I, I thought they were going to be an October team, but not this year. So going in order for me, the first team in will be the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Giants will be number two. I wanted to leave the Mets out of this so bad. Like, screw them. The, the, Me too. The dumps, The gasoline's going to arrive in May. The matches in June. And then by mid-July, boom, full-on dumpster fire. Because they, they've been a talented team for the better part of the last decade. And they just don't get in. 
And I, I think they have one of the worst owners in baseball in terms of how to have a sustainable organization. You know, they're never going to have a farm under him and he's always going to have to spend close to 300 million. And I just don't think that model's going to work. So, but like I preached with the, the Padres, uh, leadership, leadership, leadership. They do have Buck Walter this year. So um, Jeff McNeil and Francisco Lindor won't be playing their own version of grab ass in the dugout tunnel. Um, tried to make a case to put the Cubs in instead of uh, the, the Mets. I just think they could win a lot of games in that division, given the fact that, it, you know, it's the weakest. And they did add Marcus Stroman and... Um, uh, I forget who they added to their lineup, but they, they've got a pretty formidable lineup if, if the stars align. So we'll see. But if the Mets don't make it, there needs to be severe punishment. Like there needs to be a public shaming worse than any in history, uh, you know, even outside of sports, because this this is a talented roster. Uh, they, they've got the, the best rotation in Major League Baseball. They have a top five or six lineup, and hopefully their bullpen will be good. It looks pretty good on paper, but I think bringing in Buckshell Walter was was a good move, and um, I, I thought he was an obvious choice. I know he's been around a while. He's probably in his mid to upper 60s, but and he sounds a lot like Billy Bob Thornton, and I, I like listening to him, so... Uh, yeah, so that's uh, those are my three wild cards. So here we go. World Series matchups. Charlie. So um, I think this team is just incredibly OP uh, in the AL uh, Central. I'm going to go with the White Sox running the roost in the American League. I don't like that three-headed monster. If you try to single out Luis Robert and you still have um, you know, a, a Brayu, and you have um Eloy Jimenez in there, you have uh Grandal in there, plus that rotation. I think they're disgusting. Um, that's my American League side, and then the National League side is just the team that won't go down. This is the this is that I forget the name of that beetle that can pick up 20,000 times its weight or whatever, and that's the Dodgers. They're going to do whatever they have to do to win, and they don't care if they overspend. So I've got the White Sox and the Dodgers in the finals, and I'm going to try to see if I can get me some World Series tickets this year. That, that's that's what I think is going to be in the finals right there, those two teams. Boom. So I'm close to that. Um, I'm also picking the White Sox on the American League side. Um, I think that team is just so stacked. And as long as the manager doesn't get in the way, they'll be fine. It, it, well, as long as the manager and health doesn't get in the way, they'll be fine. They, they've got such a stacked roster, so much talent. Um, you know, again, I, I just I think they've got everything they need to, you know, to get to the World Series. On the National League side, I'm going with the Brewers. Um, I think the Brew Crew put it together. I And I know that, you know, Andrew brought it up. They've got an old offense. I get that. But... If Yelich finds his form again, that rotation is still nasty. Um, I don't think Hunter Renfro is going to completely turn into just a nothing over there. I think he's still going to produce. Um, 
So I think their their offense has enough firepower. They're going to dominate the central anyway. I, I think I think that much is clear. And I'm just not a believer in as much as I picked, you know, the Mets and the Giants and the Dodgers. Like I'm not a believer in those teams going deep for some reason. I just think the Brewers have what it takes to go deep. I always go with the team that's got the most stacked pitching or the best rotation. And I think that is the Brewers. And again, you know, the deadline can change things. They can add pieces at the deadline. Their bull- the back end of their bullpen is disgusting. So they could kind of pull what the Royals did, you know, many years ago where it's, okay, we don't need our starters to go six, seven innings. We'll have them go five, and our bullpen's going to shut you down, and we'll score enough runs to beat you. I think that's going to be the Brewers' formula. So I'm going White Sox Brewers. I struggled really hard with the AL. Um, to me, it's coming down to two teams. That's the Mariners and the Blue Jays. And I think the Blue Jays are just willing to do a little more at the deadline than Seattle will because Seattle's window is really just opening. Their players are so young. They have the youngest farm system um, of anyone, and it's the number two or the number one farm system uh, just ahead of Toronto's. But I think Toronto's a little more willing to part with some of these guys. They have so much depth at catcher that they can uh, move one of these uh, prospects for whatever they need to a team that will be more than willing to trade with them. So I do think at the end of the day, Toronto's going to edge them at the deadline, and that's what's going to make the difference in October. So I have them coming out of the AL. For the NL, I have the Braves repeating as um, uh, as the representative coming from there. I just think they're so deep. I, I've i never seen a team add a Ronald Acuna to an already stacked roster. he's got a chip on his shoulder. They're already having to slow him down. He's mad that he wasn't part of the team last season. So they're they're not staying complacent. He's going to keep riding them. They're not resting on their laurels. Matt Olson has never been part of, you know, a postseason team like this. They're ready to go into battle. And I actually have the Braves um, beating them uh, at the end. So let's go Atlanta. I can't believe I agree with Andrew, but I agree with Andrew on both counts. I'm going to take the Atlanta Braves because I think Soroka is going to come back eventually. I maintain, I think Ian Anderson, who I picked for the Cy Young last year, is a stud. I know he gave up a bunch of runs to the Red Sox today in spring training. He is one of the best pitchers in baseball, most underrated pitchers in baseball. And they still have Max Freed at the head of that rotation. Their bullpen depth is nasty. I'm going to use Charlie's word here, actually. Disgusting. Their bullpen depth is disgusting. They added Kenley Jansen to an already top-of-the-line bullpen. I don't think their offense takes a step back. I actually think they take a step forward. Jason mentioned Riley. I think Riley's one of the best breakout candidates for this year. I don't think he's an MVP caliber candidate, but he's going to take a big step forward. Acuna offsets the loss, I think, from Freddie Freeman. And I think Olsen's a stud. I really do. So I'm going to take the Braves on the NL side. On the AL side, the juggernaut that is Toronto is going to have that extra home field advantage. They're going to walk over everybody. I I really think they they have the path to 100 games. 
I'm picking a rematch. Not from 2021, though. From 1992. And Jove and uh, Andrew stole my thunder. It is going to be the Blue Jays and the Braves. I have no idea who's going to win it. Gun to my head, I'd probably say the Blue Jays. Number one offense, second best rotation. I just can't. I can't pick against that. I I think there's something going on with their pitching program, like I said earlier in the show. So I, I think as the season goes, they'll they'll get the bullpen figured out. And honestly, I've said this half a dozen times at least over the winter. Had the Red Sox lost one more game. The Blue Jays beat them in game 163, and I, I think they would have went to the World Series and, and possibly played Atlanta last year. So I, I think this year they're um, they're, they're going to go all the way. So that ended up being way more boring than I thought. I knew right when Andrew picked the Blue Jays, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, we're going to have the same one. I'm like, no, pick the Mariners. Well, Stay off my teams. I, I, I do have a question because uh, – only Andrew and Terry pick their their winners. Jason, who do you have winning? Oh, I have the White Sox beating the Brewers. You have the White Sox beating the Brewers and Job. I have Toronto. So you got the Blue Jays. Okay, cool. So I actually have the Dodgers winning it this year. Uh, I'm I'm going. I'm I'm really steamrolling with this LA squad. Um, no one wants that to hear was, that, Charlie. <laughs> you know, uh, this is this is facts. Uh, this is a team that is is terrifying. Um, I just kind of going back to it, um, looking at last year and this year. I'm really looking forward to it. We got a little bit of a little bit of repeats in some categories. I think we had a couple of uh, AL MVP, um, NL MVP talks again. Um, same players, NL Cy Young, some of the same names showed up, um, and we only had again just one sweep. So last year we had the NL West. We all said Dodgers. This year, everybody agrees that the AL East is going to be all Blue Jays. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to seeing the year. Well, all right. I guess we will wrap on that. We will probably be back. Let's see what's tomorrow. So, yeah, probably by the end of the weekend to do another show as we get ready for opening day, which is uh, a week from uh, Thursday. So, week from what today actually for most people that are going to be listening to this on a Thursday so so hope you enjoyed it we'll be back to recap this uh, at some point in early November to make fun of ourselves when the Mets win the World Series not kidding Um, but yeah so everybody enjoy it have a good rest of your week and we will uh, see you by the end of the weekend take care